Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are the unofficial 40 podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com. Uh, the entire gang is here. We're off of a day of media day yesterday. Uh, well, not media day, but media access yesterday. Got to go out and watch some practice very hot, uh, very, very hot yesterday as uh, they make you walk around the field so you can walk a couple of miles during practice, which I need. I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, so, no, it was fun, though. We got to talk to Brent Venables after it was over. Uh, and, you know, one of the biggest questions I had is like, why the hell are they still on this practice field? Uh, well, apparently uh, the Junction Boys are starting today because they're moving to the rugby field. It got the, it got the, it got the blood flowing when he was talking about like how – the next 10 days, to your question, the next 10 days are going to be like the toughest 10 Hell. days of the season. Yeah. It's like, okay. When he said I like of this. the season, yeah, that, that gets you too because you're like... Mentally, physically, and spiritually. And that's, that's the answer that got it back to football. Because we were still... We went way too far on the kale thing, if, didn't if we? Could, like the well, repercussions I, of the I kale think thing. A lot of people, myself included, were a little thrown off when he said he just wasn't even going to address it. Like, I, I was talking with Eli Letterman, Tulsa World, Ryan Aber, Oklahoma, and like, how, like, what questions do we want to sort of go with? And then, boom, within the first 30 seconds, you're sort of thrown off. I like how Bob just named everyone except for us. His, his, his click. We're not in his click. <laughs> the people that raise their hands get called first. I feel bad because uh, just inside the pod, I make Bob steal his chair back at the start of every episode. I realized he was almost the first one of the office, and I haven't given him a key yet. Uh, but, you know, you like working at home, so I figured... For you now, know, you yes. Don't really I, need a key. I, I still, but during the season, you know, as we get into the weekly thing, you'll have a key. So. And we'll have a playpen ready for Pearl when she wants to come up here and hang out. <laughs> There you I think go. it'd be great. That's the big thing. That, we're going to have like, like a little like, in-house get, daycare. If that's going to get you here, we'll build that'd a playpen. Awesome. We have an extra room that's not full yet. That'd be awesome. That uh, we can build a playpen in there. Oh, you Do is, we get like the door that guard, like the doggy thing that <laughs> blocks them off so it keeps them in that room and everything? That Oh, yes, absolutely. Because there's a lot of stuff absolutely. for her to get in trouble with around here. There, ah, just there's never been anyone that needs a key more than Bob because Bob's always going to be the first person there. Like, 100% of the time, Bob, Bob is our... Well, I mean, today would have Bob been 99%. I was here I was here early. <laughs> I got down here early today. I was the okay, slacker today. Enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, Carrie, I, I catch a lot of shit for my technology and forgetting things. Punctuality is not your home run. That, that's, not your, that's not your home base. That's not where you live. Yeah, but I'll be here till nine o'clock tonight, so suck it. That's fair. No, no, I, I, I'm not saying. I, you, again, you you have God. We, if we could only go over all the irons that our site currently has in the fire, um, 
but we can't at this. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say this: all our money yeah. is tied up in Eddie Merck's launch right now. So it's about right. ready. We're putting the finishing touches doing, on everything today. Yeah, we're doing finishing touches today. That doesn't mean it's going to be everything ready. To that go. means the marketing part of it. like we're going to market this bitch like nothing has ever been marketed at Sooner Scoop before. We're talking, and, we're talking uh, preview trailers, everything, social media the, campaigns. I'm I'm excited <laughs> about it. For the ladies out there, obviously going to be very excited about the Eddie merch. Is there any it's chance a love you know, like to campus basically in that's campus right. court? That's right. <laughs> Can we count on Eddie? You know, like. I don't. I don't know. Like he's handling all the shirts, so they can get a little of that Eddie Musk for the ladies out there that are going to be. I interested. told our guy Bunky Perkins I could uh, smoke a couple cigarettes in a shirt if he would just buy one, and then I'll send it his way. Just smell like Marlboros. By the way, it is so funny. Story is like it's getting closer to kids being back on campus. It feels like it doesn't. And yes. like it's getting so much busier here yeah, on 100%. campus corner, and it's kind of. You know, I think it's the Sooner, best time of the year. I think Sooner Scoop is saving Campus Corner because, like, new stores are coming in. It's not all weed shops all of a sudden down here. Uh, but maybe it's just to cover while parents are in town, and then they go back to, <laughs> to be all weed shops and stuff when everybody leaves. This women's store that just opened across the street, like, it's going to be a weed shop as soon as the parents drop all it's the kids all up off. Front. Uh, but no, like now, what I've noticed is like Thursday evenings, even Wednesday evenings. You walk outside like at eight, nine o'clock, nothing but weed smell. That's all campus corner oh, smells really? like. Oh yeah. That's well you got the funny. deli right next door. Yeah. So everybody's going over there. But like you walk in front of the deli, it smells like they're growing it smells like a, a what was it, a nursery or whatever. Like it's <laughs> it's crazy well, how much mean, the weed smell is be. on campus. It might be. It might. It, that's. I mean, that might, it be, might a front be a dispensary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It now, is. It how is, has the deli stayed open all these years? Uh, Red cups on Sunday nights. Yeah, that's I true. think that's probably like him, them, and Hostie. Yeah, like the Hostie hand has in hand. Kept the deli. They, they go hand business, in hand. Yeah. Red cups and Hostie. Yeah. So anyway, I, it is. It is one hundred percent the best time of the year, or one of the best times of the year on a college campus. And I was thinking about this because I did. I went and. I drove by the uh, practice Rug, field the, just because I wanted to go over there. Yeah, it's I just wanted nature, to see yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, it's like it, it does feel like it's one of those times where everybody's moving in. Those eleven to twelve days before school starts is like the best time of the year on a college campus, and particularly around August, around here when you know football's going on and everything is so insulated for those guys. But there is like an outside world where everybody's moving back in. And, you know, people are moving into the dorms and stuff like that. So I'm, I always get excited around well, this Well, and I think year. the good thing about it is it's routine. Like, yeah. I mean, like back to what, feels normal. But what Brent was talking about yesterday. Like, the team has now moved on from the whole Kale thing. And it, it, it's a group effort. And, you know, they, he said, what, Bob, like, they've even had meetings about it. I mean, mm -hmm. they've, they've, they've pulled the team all together. Like, this ha – and it goes back to after we did the emergency pod on Monday – uh, about Kel's res resignation, you know, Brent had that really strong statement that came out. Bob Stoops has spoken about it a couple of different times on his own YouTube show and on uh, The Ref. But, like, everybody knows now we have to move on. And, and I thought it was great that Brent said, you know, we're not a better team without Kel Gundy. We would have been a better team with him. Yeah, and I will just see what the Damian Washington can do. I mean, again, we've seen him twice now, Monday and Wednesday. He He's running the room, and that was 
Brent's message. I mean, he's going to get a lot of help. Matt Wells, Nick, Nick Basquin, among others. Forgot about Nick Basquin until he mentioned him yesterday. I didn't even know that he was back part of the program. Honestly, I, 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 unless I had, I missed it. I saw him throughout the camps in June, so I knew he was in some sort of role. Didn't know what what it re- what it really was. Well, and Miles Tease was hanging around too a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, but you know, hiring a guy, I I don't expect that to happen. I mean, mid-season. I don't think I don't think there's someone out there that doesn't have a job. Doesn't have a job that you just yeah. pluck. And you can't go after somebody because I almost think that that like that not it's only like would an it, ethical breach. Well, and it would look bad, but yeah. I I also like would wonder just about the guy's character if he's leaving a yep. school after 2 weeks with his own guys that he's been with all summer. You know, go, say you call Malcolm Kelly and he leaves TCU. I mean, how bad would that look for Malcolm Kelly, if he just picks up and leaves two weeks in on somebody. Well, and it's it's, and it's I'm just really throwing about that name out there because it's a good example. If you're going to hire somebody, it's really about Jeff Levy and his relationships, though. Sure, yeah. sure. And, and what what Brent, of course, brought up yesterday, it's got to be about the players. It's got to be in the players' best interest is not to get to know a totally new coach here in the next week or two when they've been working with LaDamian since January. Maybe not in you know as, as big of a role or way that they were with Kale, but they know who LaDamian is and they have, you know, they've gotten to learn about his his ways and how he goes about doing things. I don't have any uh, like lasting comments on the Kale Gundy thing. I think everything that we've said is probably out there, but I did talk to some more people about just the team meeting that they had on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I heard it was like, obviously, they would never have wanted to go through this, but I heard that there was a lot of guys that stood up and spoke, and they left that room after, what, three or four hours, and they thought that it was like a much, I don't know, like, closer team just right. because mm-hmm. of going through that. Like, how many galvanizing situations has this group been through, whether it be COVID or the bullshit that was last year? Right. And then this thing? Like, they've been through some pretty interesting experiences together the fragmented team yeah i thought that would that went under the radar a little bit that he called it was it fragmented or fractured like you haven't heard brent defense. say that it, it wasn't a team it's sure. fragmented sure you haven't really heard brent like take a whole lot of and it's not a shot i mean i think everybody knows that there was some weird shit going on with that team last year at the end of the year they, i mean every it's obvious in every direction coaches right. players everything yeah i mean yeah, I mean, we had that insight from Isaiah. Like, we all knew just like there weren't a ton of there wasn't a ton of leadership on that. Team. Yeah, no, and I, there were leaders. They just weren't taught how to handle that. Like Isaiah would have been a tremendous Isaiah Thomas on this year's team. Wow, he would have flourished under yeah. Brent Venables. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yes, I'll tell him that you blame him for not coming back. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, very I, self-centered. I really, I hate. <laughs> he wanted to get drafted. What I a guess son of a bitch. I, I, I really don't like how we said like there weren't leaders. Like Jeremiah Hall was a leader, but he didn't have people above him that could, you know, show him this is how you do it. So again, well, and it just goes back. To there's just also that staff. I think that there's, and maybe this is like falling into a complete cliche, but it's like there's not a whole lot the H back. I think Braden Willis is a fantastic leader. Don't get me wrong. But it means a little bit more when it's coming from Dylan Gabriel, does it not? Yep. So I, it is what it is. There's a lot of guys down there. I think that they also probably grew from that too. Like I, I think Braden Willis probably grew from it. I think that, you know, given the cer- same circumstances, uh, you know, a Jeremiah Hall, like you said, would be. 
probably doing the same now this year. You just have a bigger voice in the room. But that's, I mean, you, look, you go through these camps to develop that leadership. Sure. And uh, yes, I think we all, we all have that question in the back of our heads. Don't make certain people team captains like safeties that have been here for seven years. Like, that's See, I, not, that, I end up getting in trouble for that somehow. Like, I'm the one that gets hated. That's going to come back That'll to you, That'll come Eddie. back to me. <laughs> he can play. He just can't be a captain. I mean. <laughs> no, I flip it. You've got it backward. He can be a captain, but, but he can't play. play. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm, is there ever been, a hell I mean, of a Trevor Knight is the only captain in history that never played. Like, so I guess precedent <laughs> has been set. It's true. Uh, no, I, Justin Burrell is a great leader. I got no questions on that front. But and gonna do what's right for the team and that like I believe in all that. But I'm 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 essentially <laughs> shitting on Justin Broyles. Sorry, mom. I, um, to say captains need to be your best players too, or at least fair. at least it's fair. Your bigger playmakers, you know, that are on the field. Well, I mean, we heard it with Pat Fields time and time again. So I mean, we, here's the we've sure. we we've gone through this before. Sure, this discussion. But it, is it not is it not an indictment on your team though when your captains aren't your best players it's not a, it's not the way to build a team it just isn't and i don't know if, if like guys like Keyshawn lawrence are maturing enough to be you know in that role or not i mean that's what camp is going to show you know show the coaches I, that was something i thought about asking brent about yesterday like how do you determine your captains like when you were here it was by team vote like, do you choose them? Do you let your players choose them? Is it a combination of both? And that's stuff we can get into as we get more mm-hmm. into normal camp and things yep. like that. That even that just goes back to like media days too. Like how Ethan Downs as a sophomore was selected. Mm-hmm. You know what what makes you stand out in the eyes of Brent? And like we talked about with you know Agwebu, um, like him being you know put out there on the. Well, I don't want to mess up my list again and have Josh go after me on the scoop account. <laughs> I like it. it. The, I think it was the Butkus list. Did he make the watch list for the Butkus? Didn't Aguebu, or was it like the Maxwell or something? I don't know. Yeah, no, he made the was it Benaric? Was that what it was? Something like that. I believe that's pronounced Benaric. <laughs> Mister Pronunciation. Eddie got it's you. official. You're so precise, Eddie. Well, I, so. I've always believed that. Uh, Communication, a key of communication is pronunciation. <laughs> what was the one last week? I don't know. Kersey just texted it to me at like 12.30 a.m. one time. It wasn't like... A, I can't remember. Something I can't with remember a P yesterday. Where it was supposed to be a T or something. Possibly. Uh, anyway, so outside of that, you know, yesterday, there was a lot of questions just about, you know, the fallout from Kale. Was there anything else football-related, Bob, that kind of stood out to you? Jalen Redman, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Un- I mean, I when we got back from the practice viewing, I'm like, guys, I didn't see Redman. We know he was in the team photo, but I watched the defensive tackles and their rotations, and Redman was not there. I don't know what this means. And then, boom, if I a slight concussion. I'm not sure what that really means. A couple of days ago. <laughs> yes. And it, honestly, it couldn't have been too bad if he was out in the sun taking the team picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you, I don't know. You would hope so. You would hope that it's okay. I, I mean, between Redman, like you said, and an emerging Justin Harrington, it seems like that's a real deal at nickel. I mean, if that's the case, I, I find that to be one of the more intriguing storylines having a guy that is technically a walk-on Walk, now yep. uh, as a, you know, I, I think that everybody kind of knows 
what people expected of him when he arrived two years ago. And now you look up three years later and he's almost a, uh, you know, I'm not saying penciled in as the starter at nickel, but what a big win that would be for the, uh, for the secondary that is obviously looking for players. If there turns out to be a nickel, that's, that's a question. I'm the cheetah, the nickel bet. Like what is yeah. that position going to going to look like? Well, the fifth defensive back, yeah. I guess, or technically whatever you want to call it. It's just, yeah, it's a question of how, enough, how they're going to run that sure, system. Sure. Well, and it's, you know, it's interesting because this has kind of taken away, you know, the opportunity with all the kale stuff. It's been just Brent. So we haven't had a chance to talk to players. Uh, Brent has given us two different viewing options this week, so that's been cool. And that's what we're kind of finding out about him. He's like, some some nights he's getting ready to go to bed, and he's like, hey, just call media and tell them they can come out tomorrow. I, it's awesome. I love it. It is. Uh, but, you know, we you know getting to talk to Jeff Lebby once practice has started. We got, you know, I sat out there for a while yesterday and watched the quarterbacks throw. Uh, I know it's, you know, kind of, you, you watch how it rotates along, but... I noticed Davis Bezel Davis Davis Bevel was getting I can't even say that was getting a lot of reps and, yes. and mm-hmm. uh, it was almost like they were trying to kind of take something off of uh, Dylan Gabriel's arm like he was getting ready to go through a drill and Jeff Lebby was like Hey yep. just stand back I uh, that too. which is you know I, I I'm not saying his arm is hurt I mean he was more than willing to throw I think they're just trying to be smart about it and say You're our starter We know that you know you've worked with your receivers. Like, let's not let you get a sore arm before this camp has really had a chance to get going. We'll, we'll wait a couple of weeks until we say that he has a uh, tennis elbow, right? <laughs> like, maybe before the, the first week of the season or something. Well, he's got, he's got the brace on, too, now. Oh, too. yeah, and the uh, torn ACL in his right his That's the thing dealing with Bob. It's I like, did you, notice you, how that – he was uh, that was like a thing. Yeah. He hadn't worn the knee brace before, and it did make you go, hmm, okay. That's the thing that Bob always notices that stuff. And when we come back and he, like, brings it up and we're like, huh. Would have been nice to know when we were on the field, so I could. I got. Take a I got video of the. Uh, I got video of the. Knee I'm brace. messing with you. Uh, no, I mean it's just one it's of those. It's not white balance, but I got video. <laughs> oh my God. Are we gonna? Okay, Wait you know, a you minute. You want to go public with this? I do I not. Oh I do God. not know what this is. I had to go through a uh, video <laughs> tutorial last night. We we had a little bit of a uh, slight meltdown. It's okay. It looks bad. We're fine. So you admit that it looks bad today. Bob, it looks. Bob, not as good. The room. <laughs> Just walk away. It walks lesser. See, are there are there weapons like, around here? I don't know. <laughs> the di- the di- well, the dynamic around here is the only person I really will yell at is Eddie. I can take it because he can I'm take fine. it. Yes, I don't need. And I, so okay. I yelled at him yesterday because I watched his last two videos and they were. Not I really up didn't to notice Scoop the first. HD I didn't. I didn't notice the first standards. one. But we're 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 a work in progress right now. We had everybody it, needs there to look was, in the mirror. Everybody needs to be humbled a little bit. There was. Well, a, and we've got some new equipment, right? We're, no, we're, it's we're, the same equipment he's been using oh, for ten years. So, All right, I yeah. tried to come to your rescue, Eddie. Sorry, <laughs> it was user error. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going through some, you know. Aperture, shutter speed, you know, all the basics of photography. Um, we'll get it worked out. It'll be fine. Stuff that we don't teach at the videography camp. <laughs> you I, teach I, not I mean, being steam, steamrolled like at Community I know, Christian. I know, that's right. <laughs> See, you're not helping him. You think you're helping him, but you're not helping him. You're just pointing out all the things that have gone wrong. All right. Uh, so, outside of that, I mean... It is one of those things, though, like, and we always find ourselves in this, like, situation where you come back in August and it's like, he had a great summer, he looks good. They look the but part! They there is a noticeable, like, I've put up a, a, like, not before and after picture, but 
Like Billy Bowman has literally changed his body. He was transformed his body. And he's not the only one. There are many guys out yeah. there that physically look different. What does that mean in the long run? I don't know. I don't know if it means the difference between, you know, getting back to a Big 12 championship or winning a national championship, but I it's it's a positive, right? Like at the just, very least, it's a positive. I think I, I need to take a time out and just apologize to all the members of the beat for asking a question that led to a ten minute answer yesterday from Brent. So I'm sorry. It got us. It gave it at least gave us some like hair tingling, hair raising. Uh, I mean, moments. That, that basically gave him a chance to say everything he wanted to. Got, like yes, to say Foot, about football the team. wise. Yeah. Yes. Was Which like, was the next 10 days. And you've been, you put it on Instagram, uh, Sooner Scoop Instagram. Go check it out. Uh, and it's just been pinging. I need to turn off notifications. Yeah. But like everyone loves exactly what he said. In those well, it's it's, it's, 10 it's minutes. like those run through the wall moments, right? Yeah. Yes. Like where you, you do sit there and you're like, holy shit, this is, that was awesome. Well, it was just nice to hear about football. I mean, instead of, you know, old men arguing about what words you can't say. I mean, let's just put an end to that. It's over. Let's move on. Let's start talking about football and this team and this upcoming season. You know, ranked number nine by the coaches. Uh, I'll say this. I don't really feel like that's a unfair ranking. I think we should only use Stuart Mandel's rankings this year. Anytime we refer to this team. We'll go by off of what he says. Just put an asterisk next to well, every time we put the ranking in an article. And right say, now, according to Stuart Mandel, right, right now they're in R. They're not. They're not. Ranked. Yeah, exactly. You got to yep. work to get into that <laughs> ranking system. Josh, do you notice like just watching videos, like how physically different they look, or is that something that we are, I guess, lost in the sauce on? Or does the white mm-hmm. balance distract you too much? I, I can't. I turned it off. I yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. I've gotten a lot of that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, and I thought somebody said it really well, and I, I wish I'd give them credit. I think it was somebody on the board, and they were talking about, you know, sure, their arms, you know, the like a lot of the vanity muscles. You're like, yeah, that looks better. But, I mean, that's that's fairly typical in a – you get to a college weight program. You're, I don't care how good or bad it is. You're working at a higher level than you ever have before. What I notice is, like, the core. Like, when you're looking at, I mean, and I hate to say it, like, hamstrings, like, butt. Like, I mean, like they, <laughs> these guys, I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like, they look sturdier. Like, they just look bigger and stronger. I, I think there's no clear group that looks more distinct to me than the offensive line. Like, Savion Bird, holy crap. Like, that's a dude-looking dude now. Like, I mean, there's... You're not a lot of offensive linemen that are 300 pounds have definition in their arms and stuff. Like, I mean, he is, he is a freaky athlete and that, that sticks out to me. And then, you know, Eddie, right before we started recording, put out a Tyler Guyton tweet and that guy, for as big and long as he is, he's put on a lot of good weight. Like, there is, uh, it is. I mean, I don't think you guys are crazy and it comes through on video. It's not just one of those things where you're like, oh, you got to be there to see it. I, I, I think it's pretty obvious if you know what you're looking at. I mean, even Michael Turk is jacked. Michael Turk's always Jeez, jacked. Though. I know. Like, that guy, yeah. He's a big <laughs> dude. I mean, he set the, he set the combine record, right? For uh, bench. For punters. Sorry. What combine? Michael Turk. Well, like, he did he work out at Pro Day, OU's Pro Day? I thought he went to the combine and set the record. Michael Turk? He's and then, still and then went back to Arizona State. Did I miss that? I missed that, if that's true. Am I an idiot? 
I don't, I just strike this from the record. Because you can't go to the combine. Can you go to the NFL combine and then return? No, because it's not like baseball or maybe at, he uh, just basketball. Maybe, maybe in testing, like at Arizona State, it would have broken the NFL record. Yeah, he got punish. twenty. He had twenty-five reps at two twenty-five at the NFL Combine. That's he amazing. broke the record for the punter. He was like one of the first guys to ever go to the Combine and then go back to school. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't. I Eddie, I apologize. I I was I, not I aware truly, that was even possible. We bowed down I to truly you, felt like an idiot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like I had just dreamed He's something to up. Say, we're the idiots. Now we should feel like idiots. And Turk we do. recorded 25 reps of 2025 uh, in bench press testing at the NFL Combine. The mark is the modern record as it's the most reps by a punter since 2003. I imagine this was like when COVID, like was this like the COVID Combine because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mm-hmm. anti-vax. So he, and, he, and I wonder if maybe that's why. I wonder if maybe there were some allowances made because I, boy, I didn't think you could do that. He was at, he was at, Arizona State for a year, mm-hmm, then he went mm-hmm. into the draft, and then I think he did use COVID as the reason to go back to Arizona State, but then he never played, and he transferred over here. Hmm. That's crazy. So, listen to this. Turks reps were more than every wide receiver, all but one tight end, and 19 offensive linemen at the Combine. That's insane, man. The crazy thing That's- is, I was, I was taking photos of him yesterday, uh, and I can see why he's such a great punter. Like, his leg will bend more than any yeah. leg on this planet, I think. He, I, I talked to him a little bit about this at the local media day and really nerded out about punting. But it's like, I mean, everybody fell in love with the San Diego State kid. Turk had better numbers than he did a mm-hmm. year ago. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have enough punts to ever yeah. qualify for anything. I, I love that interview, Eddie. You were you were kind of raw raw on him, and I, I I respected it a lot. You know, like you you should be getting more national. I was basically, tickling his balls for like ten minutes. <laughs> it was impressive, and like at no point did he seem uh, you know ashamed about it. He he was totally comfortable. We with got it. in the weeds on Casey Keller and everything. You know what yeah. else is impressive? Prime shrimp. Uh, Josh was oh. given homework. Uh, you were sent some lemon. Uh, their new flavor. There's a new flavor out. Lemon pepper shrimp, which. I'm a big lemon pepper guy. Like, I love lemon pepper chicken. That's what we're having tonight. Really? Uh, a little rice peel off the old man in me? Is it okay? Like, yes, is rice that's peel exactly off what I'm making not, tonight. Yes. Not like, is that old man? Like, do you have to Probably, go with, like, sure. couscous now or something? <laughs> oh, I dig rice peel off. I'm okay with that. Dude, screw the haters. Because rice peel off is basically, it's just rice with a bunch of fat in it, right? Like, tons of butter and, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's fat people rice. Uh, so... The lemon pepper shrimp is out. Josh has received. Uh, I'm sure you haven't had it. You just got it two days ago, so I'm sure you haven't had a chance to try it yet. But no, I, I, I haven't had it yet. Uh, we'll definitely try it. Um, it will be. I'm kind of like I'm kind of excited. I opened it. Tiffany has a um, an old pregnancy uh, issue with lemon pepper. Like she Ooh. got to where she couldn't eat it like it, it for some reason it, it turned her nauseous and she just hasn't gotten back there so really sorry prime shrimp to talk about this but i will devour it on my own so that that is absolutely going to be part of it and uh i will report back as soon as possible on that front sponsorship is on shaky ground uh, <laughs> yeah so, so, uh, it, it was had nothing to this this is you know our children are four and seven i can't remember which one of it was but this I think predates Prime Shrimp's existence, so there is absolutely no connection. So, uh, yeah, go check it out, P-R-I-M-E Shrimp.com, Prime Shrimp.com. I know, hey, you guys have supported us so much on this, uh, and we really do appreciate it. We can't thank you enough. Uh, 
Uh, you've made Prime Shrimp's uh, attachment to Sooner Scoop, hopefully permanent, uh, with the way that you have uh, supported them. But use that code Sooner Scoop. You'll get twenty dollars off your first order. Uh, and uh, we've got a feedback thread going. Uh, and you know, Prime Shrimp has been great. They come on the website and uh, they'll do some contests to uh, award you guys if you just give your feedback. So lots of great feedback on the shrimp, uh, almost unanimous. So PrimeShrimp.com, lemon and cracked pepper shrimp. Available now. Use that code SoonerScoop. Get you twenty dollars off your first order. Okay, um, I you know outside of you know the next media availability, kind of get to talk to players. We're kind of stuck right now. I mean, it's kind of like you know Bob has done a great job of getting content out there. A lot of great stories on the site for you to go check out. Um, but you know, in the meantime, it's kind of just all ears. You know, waiting to hear if there's a you know knee injury it's, or it's, something. It's, and we we haven't really we don't know how Brent's going to handle major injuries. We don't. Um, we don't. Like that's the we got so frustrated with Lincoln's lower extremity or lower body thing. So and he would never. That's why to, even hearing slight concussion for Redmond was a big big change from what Lincoln yeah, probably would yeah, have said. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good point. It, it's truly scary because right now, like over the next ten days, is going to be that point where it's like you know stuff will leak out here and there, mm-hmm. but it's going to be more so just waiting and hoping that your phone doesn't go off. Yeah, yes. no way. <laughs> like it, it 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 truly like. It, it kind of takes on that no news is good news right. type situation. Right. You want everything to be as quiet as possible if you're an Oklahoma fan. And, you know, I mean, we, we were out there yesterday. There, I, I'm, I'm horrible about this because there were two guys on bikes that were working with Scott Kolak, and I didn't even notice who they were. Well, you had LV Bunk, uh, Bunkley Shelton. You had Trey West. You had Bino Thompson. You had uh, Javante Barnes. Marcus Hicks, Hicks yeah, Javante was over Barnes. There for a second. Javante Barnes. I was actually there taking shots of him. He is running, and you know you can tell uh, he's coming back from that injury, and he, he was wearing shells. So they're they're doing rehab with him yes. right now. So he's yeah. cl- it looks like he's close. And like I don't know what Bunkley Shelton and Trey what guys got if it's like anything really bad. It just you could see they were off to the side. It didn't look. It didn't oh, look. Oh like, my god! Yeah, out for it didn't look like period nobody had like a boot on or nobody right. had like Correct. nobody was not participating. Everybody was participating. Yeah, it looked like a bunch of minor bumps and bruises basically for for everybody. And I don't know exactly what happened to Javante Barnes, but. You know, it, it looks like they're taking it slow with him, so it's probably a hammy or something, a strain of some type. Um, that would be my guess. Lyle and Gavin Sawchuk get some really good reps for all, all the time he missed in the spring. You guys were close up in the W drill. What did you notice there? I mean, just the. I mean, honestly, it's kind of a cop out, but just the physicality. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, it it, it can is, can this last? Can you keep going at at that rate? It is striking how different just in general practice the this year is mm-hmm. as opposed to what we saw. And I know that we weren't like, we never saw like any kind of a bunch of stuff, yeah, team stuff. It was all instructional, you know, yep. pre individual stuff. type work, but like, it's almost this like, is, it's almost like Brent's like, okay, let's do this drill before we kick the media out. So they can yes. see something really good. I, no, I feel like that. Yeah. Cause it's, <laughs> it doesn't make sense in the flow of things. Like, okay, now we're going to start hitting things. <laughs> now we got to kill each other. And now we're going to go back to individual. <laughs> just <laughs> We need to ask him that. Like, do you do that? Just so we can see something cool to watch. But no, I mean, it's fun to watch in a way, but I don't know if I sit there and cause I, I hate the guy that like will watch the sights and sounds or something and then be like, well, 
Danny Stutzman got put on his ass by uh, <laughs> Daniel Parker. It's over for him. I guess I accidentally did that with Marvin Mims on Monday. I mean, it just happens. I've, I've got it the happens. rep where yeah. Key Lawrence just throws him. Hey, and that's that's great for Key, and it doesn't mean anything <laughs> bad for Marvin. It's like it people have bad reps in practice. Breaking news. Yeah, I was sitting there watching the the punting drills yesterday, and I was like, what are we really taking out of this? This guy tackles the dummy too high, so he's going to be a bad special teams player. Like, But it is like, it's little things like that where you have Jay Valai or, you know, Miguel Chavis coming up and like instruction on yeah. where they need to tackle the guy. No, if you sit and, there to practice, like, you know, just by how a guy gets talked to after a rep, if it was good or bad. And I'm you, not saying like they were never, they were never coached up by the former staff, but that is obvious stuff that is different. Yeah. It's just so hard because we never got to see that kind of stuff when Lincoln was here. I mean, you never got, I mean, you got the sense that Alex Grinch was pretty intense um, and that Brian Odom was pretty intense. But, you know, we got to see Lincoln attack quarterbacks with bags. That's about the most coaching we got to see there. So Yeah, because, I mean, even when we did get the viewing, they were 20 minutes. We're getting 40 to 45. Yeah. And we're getting more. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we. I spent a Do week. you feel like the whole team's going to fall apart because everyone knows how they practice for the first 40 minutes? I did okay? love over the loudspeaker. They said, media session is over. Oh, like, like bragging. Like, get, it's like, you uh, guys, no, 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 you got to go. It's like an entourage when uh, Ari loses and he's like, get the fuck out, Lloyd. Yep. <laughs> We're the Lloyds. Basically. But, no, I mean, we spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time, at least yesterday, with the safeties and the yep. uh, cornerbacks. And, like, it's just cautious optimism. I think that's the best way to say it. Because you see a guy like Connie Walker, and it's like, okay. I mean, that's what it's supposed to look like. How can this guy play, though? Because I think there's a lot of times, especially here in August over the last couple of years, I think everybody has been at least sold on this idea that everything was going to be better, everything was going to be different. And then, you know. September 3rd or September 2nd rolls around, whatever that first weekend of September is, and Tulane's moving the ball up and down in the fourth quarter. I would say, I mean, like, just looking at it over the years, since Bob Stoops first arrived, like, and, you know, Bob was kind of the secondary coach a little bit more than he let on, like, more of a position coach. Yeah. Uh, and Mike, you know, Mike was a secondary guy, and then and Brent was, a line, you know, linebackers. But, like, since those early days, Jay Valai is probably the youngest, most, you know, active, you know, corners coach that OU's had in years and years. I mean, like, you just don't see, like, I mean, Roy Manning was young, but he was a linebacker guy. I mean, like a specialist, like a guy that, you know, knows the craft, played the position, you know, gets on those guys after every single play, like, is coaching them hard, like, Bobby Jack Wright would just drive you into the ground and like make you want to quit. Football. I still will say like, if Bobby Jack Wright wants to come back and hold court on a Wednesday, <laughs> he he's more than welcome. Yeah, no, he he is. Um, well, I mean, Jay but Blyze- I'm just saying like he he was a kind of an all-purpose guy. Like sure. as a, just a, just a cornerbacks coach. Like I can't remember a guy like Jay Belai. Can we reserve judgment until Jay Belai starts making Instagram and Twitter videos? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the key to success. Apparently it was not. Possibly not. You're just trying to get blocked by. By the way, I I was Fuck alerted to this. I was alerted to this that you 
I don't know if I even want to bring this up, but the idiot Deadspin guy that I got into it with before, apparently you got into it with him. No, I didn't. I didn't get into it with him. I just told him he's a f***ing coward. What, yeah, I mean, from, he's, from yesterday's thing? Yeah, okay. I mean, that's literally well, defamation. Like Mark Rogers called me this morning, and he was like, he was like, what's up with Drake Stoops being name being out there as the guy? And I was like, it wasn't Drake Stoops. I was like, what are you talking about? How is it out there? And he said that the Deadspin the the dead dead spin guy yeah, like floated it, that Drake Stoops was the player? Threw, yeah, he threw it out there in an article yesterday, and it wasn't based off of any type of research or investigation. He just said it was just for Twitter. Race baiting, basically, is what that guy does. Basically, took yeah. took a Twitter rumor that I don't even know was legit, because I think, didn't that guy then delete that tweet? Yeah, and like, yeah, it was the from guy the Texas Dot guy who's an, yeah. just an idiot of he the just, highest order. Yeah, he just put it out there as a joke, right, right. Josh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he was serious at all. Like no, he was no, like no. just kind of like what a funny, you know, what a funny twist this would be, kind of right. Thing. Yes. If Correct. it was a white player that was writing those lyrics, and if it was someone that's known Kale since yeah. he was born, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I truly think it would be funny, and I don't think I don't know like the ins and outs of a defamation case, but if Drake Stoops sued the shit out of Deadspin and said that he couldn't make in, name, image, likeness because they're throwing his yeah. name through the mud. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's disgusting what that guy that did. That guy's a moron. I mean, I got into it with him over something. It must have been NBA or something. And he was so stupid. Well, he works at Deadspin. And, so, I mean, he just kept telling me to look at his resume and then he blocked me. I mean, like, because he couldn't, he wouldn't stop arguing with me and I couldn't get him to shut up. And so I just quit. And then he just, like, blocked me. I think he unblocked me the next day, but that guy is one of the biggest idiots on the internet. Like, I wouldn't biggest even trolls. have commented on it yesterday, but. Like throwing Drake's name in there was just so unnecessary and so unneeded. We know for well, a fact it wasn't Drake's too. One hundred percent. It's just Guys, ridiculous. I mean, and that, that, like I almost hate to waste this time because when was the de last time Deadspin was relevant? Well, that's the for thing. something that wasn't like that's this. Right. That wasn't stupid and trying, try, trying to create conversations like this. Their parent company got sued by Hulk Hogan and he won for like a hundred million dollars. Gawker, you did. Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yep, that's not good. So, yeah, I mean, just don't pay attention to the idiot uh, or dead spin at all. I mean, they're dead. You were in the wrong more than a Hulk Hogan. That's a hell of a sentence to think about. <laughs> That's right. And he has. <laughs> okay, he does not. That's what I read. a woman that looks like his daughter. Oh, well, I, I read that differently then. I thought that was something else. <laughs> no, it was a woman that looked incredibly like Brooke Hogan. Incredibly similar. Was his, who he was scoop. dating. A star that was rising until a Hulk Hogan yeah, joke was made on the podcast. To, I'm going to have to <laughs> bleep that one. Peter Thiel had thrown it out. I thought that's what that was. <laughs> let's not do things to let's say not say things about litigious people. How about that? Oh, that's fair. I I must have read that wrong. I I'm not saying that as a fact. I'm not like stating it i just i that was that had a question mark at the it end. doesn't matter because i'm bleeping it out so you know it's another long bleep on this sooner scoop on the <laughs> we at soonerscoop.com do not condone or or resemble just, the marmar we should just make a but you do do campaigns maybe that should be part of your t-shirt line just, okay uh just a, a shirt that just says it's a long bleep it's just like B long bleep L with e my face e e e e e we can do that p michelle Harmon. b b b b I love. I oh miss my Michelle. God, that's great. We're not putting Michelle Herman's name on a T-shirt. I miss Michelle. She was that buyout money's going to run this out. This conference sometime. was better when Michelle was a part of it. God, okay. Um, this is spiraling. Get out. Get out. I'm well, trying to find a way to talk about dead Soxy, but I can't talk about dead Soxy after that. Well, I'm sure that after.
Tom Herman needed some socks. <laughs> that was a great segue. <laughs> okay. That was a professional radio segue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't think Victoria Scott sells socks. Dead Soxy does, though. Even better segue. Josh, what would you like to talk about? Because I'm all out of answers. <laughs> you want to go pet well, away? Yeah, yeah I think so. You know, we, and I thought, you know, we talked, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, the, the timing of a replacement and how it would work. And I, I agree completely with what you guys, you know, really said that it, it's a bad reflection on Brent. It would be a bad reflection on anybody they brought in. Like you just, you can't make that move without really pissing some people off. But LaDamian Washington, I mean, what, two, three days into the job and he's already got a big win. Does it surprise you it happened as fast as it did? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. When I talk to, um, Even Nick Harris, or, or go ahead. Eddie. No, go I was ahead. just going to say, even on what we talked about Monday before the Monday podcast, you, we kind of, I left thinking, mm, there might be some bad news ahead. Yeah. If, if you would have asked me at that point, like I was thinking he's going to decommit the next, like uh, probably by Friday, like that, that was kind of my thinking. But like I said at the time, you know, in that Gundy podcast, like we talked about it's still going to be tough to beat Oklahoma. And I think that's probably what this came down to. Like, sure, you can decommit and you can go take some visits and you can do that stuff. And Oklahoma, I think, you know, even more so than usual would have been pretty understanding. It's, it's a very unique situation. So, um, but at the same time, where was he going to go? Like, I mean, like I said, at the time, Texas A&M's not really involved. He's seen Texas. He's taken that official visit. He knew how he felt about them. And he knew that even though he, he loved Kel Gundy, I mean, there, there's no question. Um, there is still a lot of connection to the staff. He knows Jeff Levy well. Uh, and again, as we talked about, LaDamian Washington is not like some wallflower. Like, he's been involved in this. He's been very active, uh, especially when the guys get on campus, you know, doing the things, you know, within the rules that he can do. He's been very engaged and very active. And I think that is, um, I, I think that's a big part of why Petaway came out. And I also think, guys, we haven't talked about this enough, in my opinion. This class is doing a nice job as recruiters. I mean, like, they really have built a good bond. There's a good relationship there. And they're very active. I think the second this all happened, guys like Samuel Omasigo, uh, and, you know, and you can kind of go down the list, some of the other Jackson Arnold, obviously. But there were guys that were like, hey, this is going to be fine. We're, like, stick with us. They're, uh, you know, Coach V is going to work this out. For those that don't know, Petaway announced on social media yeah. Wednesday night that he's not going anywhere. He's locked in. I I want everybody to do the Gavin Sawchuck anytime these things come up. Like that's that's my favorite. I'm not decommitting or leaving in the history of the world. The uh, the Wolf, Wolf of Wall Wolf, Street. Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not safe for work, but brilliant all the same. Like I just love that a high school kid was like, "F it, I'm, I'm sending it." So. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, th this was this was the guy that I was worried about. Keon Brown that night was telling people, "Hey, I'm solid. I'm good. It's fine." Um, the question now is Anthony Evans, and I, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. The you know, and for those again, I, I got to always do the filler, which Bob helped me with there. Anthony Evans, rivals two fifty receiver from Converse Judson, kind of San Antonio suburbs. Um, if this is the one hit you had to take from 
that this cataclysmic change, I, I think that's a pill you could swallow. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying OU's losing him. I know there's been a few forecasts for Georgia. I know, and I've been saying it for a few weeks. There are people on Georgia's side that are confident. I still continue to hear that the idea of him going that far from home is, is going to be a hurdle. Like, I mean, and he, he comes from a military family. He's moved around some, so it's not impossible. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I get the impression he would like to be closer to his family if that's possible. So I, I don't think it's a done deal. Uh, he, you know, he's the one guy that was really talkative to me early on about LaDamian Washington. I, I mentioned it the other day. Um, was a guy, you know, he said, I, I really like him. I feel like I can trust him. The, the, there's a good relationship there. Now, once OU got involved, all of a sudden he kind of, you know, he kind of locked up and was like, I, I don't want to talk about this too much. He kind of, you know, he got a little gun shy about saying too much else. Now, I, I at the time thought maybe OU was like, hey, you know, we, we'd like to keep what we're discussing kind of in house. Talking to Keon Brown, uh, Jaquez Petaway, like, I don't think that's it. I, I, I think I assumed incorrectly and that was, that was wrong. Um, I, I think getting, it's, getting ready for his choice, basically. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's more of what it was. I think I tried to connect some dots that weren't there and that, 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 like, again, I'll, I'll own that anytime I'm wrong and I was wrong on that. Um, but with Evans, like I said, I continue to think, I think it's going to come down to OU and Georgia. Uh, A&M's absolutely involved. They're there. I just when I talk to people, when I talk to Georgia people, it's yeah they're worried about OU. When I talk to you know OU sources, it's eh, Georgia. You know, like so. There, I think that's a battle, and I think if the kid was from Atlanta, OU's in real trouble here. Um, as it is, I I think OU has a legitimate chance still to win this recruitment. I can't imagine what kind of trouble. Like just thinking about Petaway situation in particular. It would have been really tough for this thing to hold together if they wouldn't have had the recruiting month that they had in July. Like just having the Jackson Arnolds and the O linemen kind of that solidifying base, like you said, Josh, it feels like I mean that's that's one of the many positives of we've always talked about having a quarterback or a central base unit that you can kind of recruit with, isn't it? Yeah. I mean that that's why it is so key that these guys do have these relationships. And I think that's something and it's, it's one year in. I mean, we don't know if this is always going to be the case, but I do think Oklahoma has done a good job putting these guys in contact, getting them to network and really get comfortable with each other and talking to each other. I mean, I've got a, a Heath Ozida story that I think is going to run sometime here in the next week or so um, where he talks about, you know, the first guy he talked to after he committed was Josh Bates. You know, Josh Bates hit him up, and they immediately started having conversations and that kind of thing. So there is um, there's there's some camaraderie here, and I think – it's easy to not see it because we were used to guys like Caleb Williams or Spencer Rattler, that it was so overt and it was all over social media. Jackson Arnold's not that kind of guy. Like, he doesn't operate like that. But that doesn't mean Jackson Arnold's not talking to guys and recruiting guys. And in some ways, I, I think it may resonate, with the, especially with the kind of guys that OU's recruiting now. That, you know, Brent Venables doesn't care how, how many followers you have on Twitter or how big of a splash it's going to – like, he doesn't think on those terms. And I think Jackson Arnold connects with players that are the same – that are of that same ideal. And I can definitely speak on that because we have a story on Joshua Bates running Saturday, one-year anniversary of his commitment, and he's just like, this group of commits is so locked in, so all in compared to the guys that we had at this point last year. Obviously, he's the only – he's the, the last guy standing – 
from that 2023 class that was being recruited by Lincoln previous staff. And he saw it's a noticeable difference, the buy-in and the camaraderie among the, the class from compared to all those five-star skill guys compared to what, what they've got now. And it's, it's made life a lot easier for him. It's made him like never second guess his decision. And, you know, he's, he mentioned Heath. He's like, I, I didn't know who Heath was. I saw he committed. I talked to Bill. All right, let's, let, let's start talking to Heath now. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 oh, go ahead. I think this coaching staff needs most out on the recruiting trail uh, is Dead Soxy. DeadSoxy.com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to master this I'm thing before it's this. over. Uh, DeadSoxy.com. Uh, use that promo code SCOOP. You get 25% off. We talk about the no-shows all the time. Uh, but they've also got the college colorways. Go check them out. Uh, a lot of Sooner selections on there uh, for you to choose from. You can get even full, like, eight packs of, of just OU stuff uh, or OU-centric uh, socks. So uh, we all wear them. We all love them. Um, and uh, would love you to continue to support them. I know a lot of you have supported them through. They've got the the retro coming up if you want to go uh, go out wearing your vintage uh, unofficial 40 stuff. Uh, with a cool retro sock, uh, go check those out. But 25% off your entire order, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com, promo code SCOOP, and get that 25% off. And remember, as always, stay soxy. Um, by the way, uh, before we get back to recruiting, would you guys like a major announcement? Dun, 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 dun. A, a massive unofficial 40 announcement? I'm scared. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, wow. I think uh-huh. you. I think I. Oh, told do I know? You guys? Okay. I think I maybe told I you guys. Do. Maybe I do then. We are soon to be moving to two podcasts a week for the unofficial forty. We had you guys asked, and uh, we delivered, right? Well, uh, the thing was, you know, we're we're so busy. We have the office and stuff, but now that we're here, things are starting to slow down, uh, and we. The main thing is we have another major sponsor that came on and said, look, we want to be a part of the podcast. Uh, and that's kind of how it works. Like I, I force sponsors to seek us out. Uh, and this is a really good company that I, you know, they're scoopers. Uh, one of them is scoopers that runs this company. We'll tell you more about it. I haven't paid for anything yet, so I'm not going to tell you who it is. Uh, but we are going to switch to two podcasts a week. Now, uh, it'll take a little bit different shape. It could be more of an interview podcast. It could be uh, more of a, you know, it could be a recruiting type podcast. We'll, we'll figure it all out. Um, and, you know, we're going to keep expanding with the podcast. We're even maybe talking about some other people kind of being a part of our podcast network. We'll see how that works out. But for now, we can tell you Unofficial 40 uh, don't have a date, a hard date for you, but we will soon be moving to two podcasts a week. So there. To go with the post game. It's going to be awesome. To go with the post game. And, and I do. I will tell you this: uh, uh, Eskridge Lexus is back to sponsor the uh, title, be the title sponsor of the post game podcast this well, year. So I guess the first, uh, yeah, up Omaha, right, or Lincoln for the uh, that right, would be the yeah. first road trip. Yep. Are you road tripping? You're not going to fly. I mean, he, he just did it. I for just the did it. Baseball. It was pretty damn easy. So you guys are cool with road tripping. Yeah, we're yeah. having a business meeting. All I of a think. Sudden. I, think <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I just yeah. assume so. I mean, I, I okay. think that. Well, that, yeah, I that mean, was a very easy. And drive. there's a there's a chance you guys could go early and maybe see a couple of recruits while you're up there. That's right. So that would be good. <clears throat> That's right. We've talked <clears throat> about <clears throat> that a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sorry. No pressure. No no pressure at all. <laughs> totally chill about it. We will uh, definitely be doing that. 
I just want to take Bob to the Drover. This is my gateway to get back to the Drover. I'll pay for I'll pay for the Drover. News Nine's going to pay for it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can say that. Thank you, Lee. You're taking Lee with you too. Yeah, Lee can come just too. for the dinner. We can. Yeah, and Dean can come. It'll be a foursome. Mm. It'll be fun. And an Eskridge Lexus. And an Eskridge Lexus. We'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll drive. Well, Bob, we're. we're we're going to need some social media reporting on that that dinner. That By the way, Bob has been banned. From, I just want good. to point this out. Bob has been banned from driving Eskridge Lexuses anywhere because he Got blew out a tire. Nail. You blew out a tire. I forgot about that. Where was that? Kobe McKenzie? <laughs> was, that was that, right? going to Lubbock. Well, going to Lubbock yeah. for the game. Yeah. He get, went out to see. He didn't get to see Kobe McKenzie because he blew out the tire. But I got oh, to God, do I the interview. That the was next, during the season, wasn't yeah. it? I forgot about that. Oh, that was yeah, that was Andre and Ronnie were coming back. I forgot about that. seems like so long ago. Actually, I just had a nail removed from my Eskridge Lexus so you're forgiven. Although, I mean, although they were able to patch you, it, it so it, it costs like 30 bucks versus like, like you, 250 If you drive anywhere right now, you're going to get oh, a nail Norman in, this, in this town. Norman is so yep. terrible. Especially on the campus corner. Porter's awful. Yep. What, uh, Josh, you were going to say something about recruiting when we, uh, before the, uh, the ad read there. I can't remember where well, it was Josh, to get back I, on. I, oh, yeah, it was recruiting century. You, I can get you there. We're, what, almost 30 months since the offer was made. Decision is finally coming Saturday. Yeah, J- Jacoby Johnson. We, we, you know, this is, I can honestly say, in all my time covering recruiting, I'll never have a prediction that goes this long and is right. <laughs> um I've put in when Jacoby, before he'd even played his sophomore year of high school football, so over two years ago, like in April of like his freshman year, put in a forecast for him to Oklahoma, and now we sit here. I feel really confident about OU. I don't think he's – you know, and to his credit, like Jacoby I don't think has tried to play any games about it. Like he hasn't like, oh, you know, better – you know, like start retweeting all, you know, Michigan stuff or that. I think – I mean – I think there's an expectation. Like, I think people pretty much can read what this is. Now, I mean, you know, m- maybe he pulls off the shocker of the century. But it, that, I, that, that's how stunned I would be. Like, it would be a um, – oh, probably the best one I can think of. And there's only a very – like, a 1% of our listeners are going to know who I'm talking about. This is going to be like a Curtis Justice to Miami situation. Like, where everybody and their mother thought he was going to Oklahoma because his older teammate was there and there was all this stuff, and he, he picked Miami. That that's how shocked I would be. That that was a all timer of a day. That that was not great back in two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, I mean we're we're, we're dating. I mean, we're talking twenty years. Name doesn't even ring a bell. No, no, it, it shouldn't. I don't. I I don't even think he finished his career at Miami. Like he he went down there obviously when they were rolling, just like OU was. I think he was only there for a year or two. He he followed Shockey. Like he he was uh he was from Perry? Not was it Perry? I Something think that's like that. right. was from yeah. Ada. I think yeah. it was Perry. Yeah, no, I don't mean like he followed Shockey like from the same school. Oh, 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 I just mean okay. like Oklahoma kid saw Shockey. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it had that great year. And Justice was a similar style of player, obviously not not on the same level. What you know, Jacoby's really interesting because I think that like we always expected him to make this huge jump, and then he's been awesome on offense. And then he did. Anytime we, I've watched them, but then when we went out during the spring, Josh, I thought that was the, about as good as he's ever looked physically. Uh, and maybe it, it's just not playing basketball as much. He wasn't yeah. losing all that weight. It it look. I mean, like 
it felt like that aggressive style was starting to set. Like when I saw him as a as a freshman and as a sophomore, you're like, I mean, he's really talented, but you like he still kind of had a basketball mindset, you know. Like, it, and I don't mean that as a negative. Like, there's a lot that he gets from basketball that helps him be good, but. Like, he wasn't going to stick his nose in a pile or he wasn't going to get aggressive or, you know, like it, it just seemed at times just passive. And then watching him, like, like you said, Eddie, he's put on some good weight. He's starting to, you know, and some of that's just natural. He's filling out as he gets older. But I, I just saw a guy a little more willing to go make the tough catch, a, a guy that was a little more willing to, you know, at corner, come up and play run and stick his nose in. It gets, you know, a, a, a Mustang roster that's pretty good. I mean, there, there's some real talent there. I think that surprised us when we were out there how many guys that aren't known yet that may may be able to emerge for Mustang in the next year or two. But, um, yeah, I, I, the the potential for him is tremendous. Like, maybe, you know, as much as anybody in the state. Like, I, there's an argument to make that he's the best player in the state because he has the best upside in the state. And I, I think that's fair. And Bob hit on a great point. I, you know, I don't think we've seen anywhere close to the best of him at corner. It's a receiver last year. You're like, holy crap. Like, uh, you have to I started legitimately thinking consider that. that yeah. He was going to like, you know what? Mm, I'd rather play offense. But yep. it seems like he's still fine yep. at corner. Uh, I mean, his his length. And, you know, Bob, I know you've watched him play some basketball. Like, th- there's a lot at corner. Like I said, that if it all comes together, he's a – He's a draftable guy in the not too distant future. You think he's six foot corner? He's not just a DB. He could. I mean, and that, again, that's one of the things you got to love. Like he really does have some versatility. Like I think he starts at corner, but if it doesn't work there, he's having. I mean, especially in OU's old scheme, I think he would have slid to safety with as much man as they were playing outside. This with the cover two, and they're going to play some zone under like. I don't see any reason why he can't play corner. Like, his movement skills are more than good enough to drop zone. Like, he can do that, and he's so darn big. Like, I, to me, he makes all the sense in the world as a corner in that scheme. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but he's just not going to have to be on an island as much as he would have been previously. Boom, I think we got all the recruiting talk out. Well, it's kind of just to the point where, I mean – High schools have started up, yeah, yep. especially here in Oklahoma. And I mean, obviously, are, people Texas are making decisions for a reason. They want to yeah. get it out of the way and not yep. mess with it. For I right mean, now. literally, it's kind of like what we started the podcast with. The season's here, yeah, like it, it's officially here. I mean, to me, it, it, as far as recruiting, like it is not shocking, but it's it's I don't know I, what the right word would be for, it, but it's interesting that they've done as well recruiting defensively without you know, any kind of tape to live off of other than what Brent did at Clemson. Um, and it makes me kind of curious, like, what the defense is going to look like. Like, how attractive is it going to be? Uh, I thought one of the things yesterday that wasn't, you know, and Brent, I wouldn't say that Brent had glowing reviews for anybody, but the one kind of answer he had to how's the defensive line looking is like kind of, it was kind of like, well, they're coming along. Like, it wasn't anything where you're like, Oh wow, he's really excited about, it. and maybe it's because Redmond's you know hurt right now. And uh, but I I do think like here, for the uh, what's it called the X drill or K drill? What what do they call the damn the thing? W? The W drill. Yeah, it's like 
I thought Joshua Ellison and uh, Isaiah Coe, I've seen both of those guys mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. plays. Yeah, yes. And I think those are guys that kind of get lost in the mix as far as guys that you think about when you talk about returning defensive linemen. I would imagine that they're going to play a lot of meaningful snaps. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Gilliam makes any kind of jump. Which 100%. Before. 100%. But, I mean, the, the whole purpose of me bringing that up is, like, like what kind of defense are we going to see? What are recruits going to see? Because, like, I go back to, like, last year, and, it, and really the last few years, when I would watch Baylor play defense, they looked different than everybody else. They were violent. And, and it, a lot of it had to do with they had a lot of NFL guys on that defense that just got drafted. But, you know, between Rule and then Aranda – like, I just saw players that gave themselves, you know, basically played you know, with no regard for their well-being. Like, that's what I saw from Baylor players. I think that's what we're going to see from Oklahoma's defense. For, and I can't say that I've seen that in a very long... Like, you go back and you watch, like, the 2010 Big 12 championship with Nebraska, and you're like, holy shit, they, just, they don't play defense like that anymore at Oklahoma because people just gave up their bodies to make hits yeah. and tackles. And, like... Tony Jefferson was out there just flying around. And like when Austin Box was healthy, he played that way. And you haven't seen that, that from anybody in recent years at Oklahoma. No. I mean, that's something what we heard what, 50 times last Monday and, and Wednesday violent and physical, violent and physical. And you see it on the practice field. Like it's shocking how hard those guys play on a practice field. I haven't seen that intensity it's almost, in a very long it, time. It's shocking to the sense of that's what it's supposed to be what the hell was going on prior like that it's hard for me not to separate those mm-hmm. two i think the last staff was so worried about getting to game week healthy yep. that they didn't want to really go that hard in practice whereas brent's like if you don't go hard in practice you're gonna get hurt you don't need to get to game week because you're not going to be any good right well and it just won't matter when and bob you was there. that way too like you know bob practiced hard People got hurt. You know, they lost people all the time. But it's like they, had become, they still got to game week. I mean, that's what the the type of defense I'm talking about that I was watching in you know the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. Well, and I I think like towards the end of Bob's uh, era or whatever you want to call it, it just like he had been hurt so many times because guys got injured at practice that mm-hmm. I think he Bob got a little careful. He yeah. made it. Mm-hmm. He made like a decision. We're going to be more careful in practice. And but that went back to turn, his kind of softened the program. A that little also bit. went back to his recruiting. Sure. Not being as good. Didn't have as many bodies. So every player became more important. And I think you've had that a lot with the defensive coaches around here. Like we yeah. don't have the depth that we need. We can't get these guys hurt during the week because the most important thing is to get our best players to game day. And, Which that, is, and then you'd hear you you play how you practice. Yeah, well, you weren't it was a, a lot. You weren't able to it practice was a vicious that cycle. <laughs> Which in in turn, like I don't think that this team is just terribly deep, or at least that we know of yet. They can't sustain a lot of injuries. I don't know what football team can. Like I kind of roll my eyes and it's like, well, they don't need. They need to avoid injuries. Well, everybody needs yeah. to avoid mm-hmm. injuries. Alabama is probably the only team that can deal with injuries. And Kansas, because it doesn't matter. Either way. <laughs> but, guys, is it crazy to you, like, and not to say that this roster doesn't have some questions, but in, a, in six, nine months, in a lot of ways, this team feels so much deeper than some of its predecessors. I think they're more prepared. I think yeah. they're like those I mean, guys behind that first line are more prepared, for sure. Let's face it. I mean, 
Alex Grinch and those guys were recruiting better than Mike Stoops was on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. You're right. There's some credit due there. Yes. You're right. And they were aggressive. This, is this like uh, Bob Stoops <laughs> winning with John Blake's players? Oh. <laughs> Are we setting the stage for that? If they, I guarantee everybody out there listening, if they win a national championship, they'll take that comparison. USC, <laughs> USC will uh, put it out there. Like, congratulations <laughs> to Lincoln Riley on recruiting. Uh, that's something that USC would probably do. <laughs> if the Crimson Corner had to write a love letter to Alex Grinch, in return for a national title, they would they gladly pay the price. Yeah, I mean, Alex Grinch was not really their problem. They'd, buy, it an, they'd mean, buy him an hour at the Bunny Ranch if they had to. That was, I mean, like, did anybody get more defense than Alex Grinch about the whole Lincoln Riley thing? Because everybody was like, well, he's got to go. He's like, he didn't, go. he didn't make the decision, but yep. people were like blaming him and people were actually coming to his defense. Like, what else did you expect him to do, dude? Why are you mad at him? Like, he had to go. He needs a job because right. Brett Venables is his own defensive coordinator, basically. And his yeah. defense wasn't good enough to make that head that that head coach leap. It is. Yeah, so. It is also like one of the things that I've thought like just coming out of practice was like they're just not like I will be shocked if they have those stupid ass like post play penalties. Yeah. Like it feels like there is so much discipline within the program right now. I don't know. And again, it's like you go back and you like every year, I'm sure in August, we talk about all these bullet points of like, they look great. The defense is going to be better. They're going to be better. But it's it's just like a cautious optimism right now because I think Oklahoma fans have been hurt so bad over the last four or five years that you don't want to like fully invest quite yet. But there's a lot of reasons that you could want to invest right now. Guys, th this week I went back. I listened to the Doom Pod from last oh year. Oh my God! Why are you doing uh, that? You're I went so back. sick. No, I I went back. You're a I went sick and listened. <laughs> I listened to the second podcast we did after Mike was fired following the Texas game. I went back and listened to that one. It, it I mean, it's interesting. Some of How the much things that drinking. I, not at all. Sobers like I. I don't know. Like I always find that interesting. Like to kind of go back and see like what our perspectives were and. Uh, you know, how how much better I sound on this microphone than the old one. But, uh, you know, whatever. Um, the it, it was just interesting, like, as you... Because like, with Mike, when Mike thing happened, it was still just like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where this goes. Like, and, you know, with, with, the, with the Doom pod, it was like, well, this could go wrong and this could go wrong. And I keep trying to look at this team. I'm like, where does it go bad? Like, I, I'm not saying this is going to be a 12 and 0 national championship team. I don't He's trying believe to do the that. Doom Pod. He's trying. He's trying to start. And I'm right trying. No, what, what I'm saying, like, this is almost like the pumper moment because, like, I can find things. Like, I can find flaws, but I don't find any reason this team isn't very good. Like, they may not be great. But I struggle with, like, short of Dylan Gabriel getting hurt, that's the one scenario I can come up with mm -hmm. where, I'm, where I'm like, they're in trouble. But other than that, there's no way this team should be less, I mean, less than a 9-3 and three team. And I, that, to me, that's low ball. What was the most, I, I mean, like, what stood out the most that we predicted on the Doom pod? I'm, I'm just sure, curious. I mean, I think it was probably the Rattler stuff about, like, what if he doesn't... That, that's how the yeah. conversation started, yeah. wasn't it? Mm -hmm. What if he doesn't take this jump that everybody just expected him to make? Yeah, and he didn't. And all four of us were like, you know, it was either something along the lines, like Eddie just said, or, you know, hey, you know, for all this hype and this Heisman talk, 
he's never played a game where you were like, they won that game because of Spencer Rattler. Like you, because even the Texas game that that the COVID year, yeah, cool. He he brought him back and he played great after he got benched. But he still got benched and put him in a hole. He put like, him I mean, in there to yeah. begin with. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like he dug out of the hole he built. Well, so. and it was it was the Florida game. I think that everybody goes, "Whoa, you got Theo Weiss back in that game." Like they had had a connection at the end of the year, hadn't they? And I I, I feel like God, you had they Seth just, McGowan running wild. I mean, clearly that was Trajan the star Bridges was waiting to happen. That, that Trajan, Trajan Bridges, Bridges had yeah. his first game back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it. But I don't think that anybody thought that defensively that thing like I, I I maybe I'm crazy and a fool I thought that Perrell Winfrey would be on the field for important downs if you would have told me like when we're having that doom pot if you would have told me Brian Osamoa was going to be as good as he was last year I'd be like this is a playoff team all day every day because that was I didn't know what they had in the secondary I didn't think they had a difference maker linebacker I because of all that's happened Nobody's going to remember how good Brian Osamoa was for the last two months last year. That yeah. guy was playing borderline All-American football. like, And it'll never be remembered because sure. of all the shit that's transpired. Yeah, his best, most noticeable game was the Baylor, the Baylor game. He, yeah. was, he, was, he was a yeah. monster. Yeah, that was a great game. Caused that fumble. I think mm-hmm. and recovered it, didn't he? Yep. I Honestly, I, I think... You know, when Baylor really started leaning on Oklahoma in the fourth, it just looked like Osamoa was dog-tired from running all over the field. I'll just never forget Lincoln and Josie down there screaming at the refs because they made him come back on the field. After the Baylor game? Yeah. That was – it was just like looking back on it, that's it. everything about like those two weeks is just incredibly odd. I mean, we're, you know, in the coming Bob off was, a bye week, yeah, and, and game not game day, but uh, Bob show was down there, the Fox show, the pregame show, and it just like everything felt weird because we knew how strange everything was coming off the bye week going into that. Talking to and to OU was nine Dennis Simmons instead of Lincoln. That's right. I and yeah, I forgot it, about it, that. It just like everything. Like looking back on it, you go, hmm, okay, that makes a lot more sense. All right. Uh, anything else? I did think it was. You I did on? think it's really funny the uh, USC stuff with the uh, the guy trying to start his own uh, NIL. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I've been told that Lincoln does not want that to happen. So naturally, I want it to happen. <laughs> well, and like to name it like student body right, like you which think is weird. Kids are going to be like, what's that? Is that especially all the libs on the West Coast? <laughs> uh, because, I mean, like, how many people, how many high school kids get that reference? Yeah. Like, I know what he's talking about. Right. But I'm old. And, like, you know, that kind of crap, like, play calls. Like, I think that stuff's fun. But most people are not going to know what that means. You have to go with something like zone read if you want to name it after, like, a football term or something. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Tybo was probably already taken. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a collective that was just, just it was called T-Bow or that could be good too that would I did, did you see the uh, John Ruiz article in the paper uh, or not paper but I think it was the Miami it might have been the Miami Herald no, or something didn't. that just talked about how Which I know everybody is shocked that I didn't digest sure? a John Ruiz piece of content well I, it, it got retweeted into my timeline but it was basically saying that he thinks that there's going to be a lot of people that pull back on NIL going into the second 
like kind of go around second uh-huh. year of it. Yeah. Just because the the payoff return of yeah. it is you're just not getting anything. Yeah. Other than billionaires that just want to see their university win. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what, what has the, this podcast been saying for a year? What is the likelihood that you paying a bunch of money to a guy just coming out of high school? What's the likelihood that that's immediately going to pay off for yeah. you? It's ve- very no, I mean, there's small chance. Very, I mean, unless, unless you might wait three years before this kid does anything of significance. Unless you I, have I some much, type of in, like yeah. unless you're getting actual return on it, as far as like investment within the the program, if you will. If it's like a quarterback or like you know a, a skill player that is like clearly the number one player in the country, like I get it, he's going to make an impact right away, but. Offering a bunch of money to linebackers and defensive linemen, like there's a, an offensive, there's there's a the very little chance you're going to see instant return on your money. Very little chance they're going to see the field. Yeah, That's true freshman. Yeah, I'm paying this guy a million dollars. He's holding a clipboard. Awesome. That 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 feels great. That's good for my brand. It's just interesting. I I thought it was interesting because you know everybody knows how involved Ruiz has been with Miami, and it made me think like is giving $8 million or whatever is reported that the uh, Tennessee quarterback got. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just, at the end of the day, is it worth that? And, you know, at the time you get caught up in the NIL stuff and it's like, yeah, obviously just get him to campus. It doesn't matter. Well, that's but, like, you know, I, I've talked about sustainable NIL forever, um, you know, as we've been looking at it. And it's just like, everybody's so focused on one thing. It's like, to me, it's kind of bizarre that you have these. And by the way, I should mention. Uh, I told I told Gabe I would mention this because I was talking about the three NIL companies that are mm-hmm. that are up and running. There's the Norman NIL. There's the uh, the Players Lounge, the Boom Crew, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's uh, Dusty and Teddy's. Dusty and Gabe's. Dusty and Gabe's. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> See, oh, at least you guys corrected a, me this time. I won't have to get an angry phone call this time. Uh, no, but the thing is, they are local. I, I I think the way I said it on the pod, I made it like they, you know, somebody else might be. No, it's all local. Like their stuff is here in Oklahoma. The money stays in Oklahoma. It goes to Oklahoma players. So I don't want anyone to think like that. I meant to. I, I guess the way I worded it sounded like I was lumping it in with the Norman NIL and the Players Lounge, but I wasn't. I didn't mean to do that. So. Yeah, it's, it's. I, I thought it. I thought it sounded funny at the time, but I just. I thought you yeah, know. Thanks for it, saving we, me, Josh. I thought we we're just starting a war. Like I. I no, you know, I know Gabe start a war so. with Gabe. <laughs> so you know. It's like, well, all right, pitchforks are out. Let, let's Would make you know, it things awkward at home. Um, no, so uh, no, but I mean, like the sustainability part of it. I mean, to me, it is interesting. Like the biggest big idea that somebody came up with was to do zoom calls with players like and all three of them like that's kind of their model like it's not a great and now i am shitting on things it's not it's not the greatest start to sustainable nil like i think there's so many things you could be doing and and those are things we'll focus on but like it's either you're just throwing money at people or you're doing poorly designed ideas for NIL so far. I mean, that's kind of what, how I look at it's it. It's just going to be so hard to take away any of their time during the season. I know, especially when, when you have them on multiple deals. Like like Danny Stutzman's on like two of them. But I know of, I don't know who's on the third. The Norman NIL seems to be kind of, I don't see much from them. But like that's like the media will probably never get Danny Stutzman you know, if, if they request him because he's doing Zooms. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I hope it works out 
But yeah, it's it's got to develop still, and it's it's like the Ruiz stuff. I'm sure he's like, I'm paying how much for all this now? <laughs> his bo- his bank guy just finally called him. And was like, yeah, like, John, we got to talk. <laughs> we got to sell some cigar boats it's if like, you just keep this up. What well, you know, like the the Nico thing. It honestly reminds me, and you know, I. I it reminds me of Sam Bradford, you know, where he got that big deal, that big rookie deal, Easy. and everybody knew the next year it was going to be different. <laughs> no, 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 not dissing <laughs> Sam at all. I'm saying there was it was a it was a possibility, but everybody knew in that next draft the money was going to be different. Like right. it wasn't going to work out the same way, and that's what it feels like with Nico. Like, and congrats to him, man. He got in while it was good. I don't see any way that really can transpire from year to year to year. Like, I, I, I just. Because, guys, if there was ever anybody that's worth that, it's it's probably Arch Manning. Just because of the name and the connections and all the things that brings to your program. And the, and the, and and even, the way you can get your uncles to work with you on that. The, yeah, on that 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, he is tailor-made for NIL. Right. And even I... And he I mean, doesn't, and he doesn't still, have... A, the yeah. thing that's impressive is, like, you can tell he has a plan. Like, he's not rushing to just... And look, no. I, I think any kid, if somebody offers you money and the university says... Yes, that's a, that's a deal. Like, take the money. Just take the money. Yeah, yeah. Like, for most kids, just do that. But, like, Arch Manning's like, I'm going to make unique. millions, and, and I have yeah. a team that's going to help me do it. Like, I don't need to take every NIL deal that's put in front of me. Have, have, he, he's not signing with South Austin Chevrolet. He's signing with Nike. Like, it, it yeah. just, it's different. Have, have, speaking of, what's going on down in Austin right now? I, I, I've seen some... Interesting reports as far as what's going on at the quarterback position down there. Hmm. Just Doesn't as far as, like, I, I, I just saw that. I that much attention, to be honest with you. Is, I, I think, is card better or something? I just saw that catch put up that it's been very lackluster at the quarterback position. I, at and what point I, is Quinn Ewers going to take that job? Well, I like guess there's, there's a lot of prevailing thought right now that maybe you start Hudson Card in the first two games, you get through Alabama. You let Bama destroy and then, him. <laughs> and then Quinn. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows what that offensive line is is going to be a work in progress. Will and Anderson. Oh, can God. you get through Alabama, and then do you give the reins to it, – it's going to be hard for me to vote for Quinn Ewers for the Heisman if he doesn't start this year. That is kind of how it works, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know if he's even, I'm still going to. I'm still going. But he, he, I mean, he'll, still, he'll still be a finalist. He just That's can't right. win it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I just, I, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think that there was a lot of people that just expected Texas, you know, obviously to, I don't know about even be good. Just They got to open practice Tuesday. So I saw that. You going to go down there, Eddie? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. I think I'd rather go to Los Angeles. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, winter tryouts. You got? Are you getting ready? Are you geared? Or <laughs> Eddie doesn't know this, but we're releasing his horns up for peace merch at the Texas Open practice. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would actually be great. I think we'd actually probably sell quite a bit. And I have a really funny comment. Just get with me if you see me personally, and I'll tell you what it would be because I have another idea. <laughs> but I don't think that. I don't, I'll just be honest. I don't even think that the radio station would appreciate it. I, it, it would go unappreciated. And it would most certainly would be. And this is a merch idea? Or just a movement? It just, I, movement? I thought, no, it's not a movement, but I, I thought about it in terms of Austin. So, 
Eddie, uh, Lainey starts her first day of school next week. How was your first day of school, buddy? I saw your sign, really, you know, school of hard knocks. That's, that's just, you know, I, I know that's a tough one, bud. Well, I make sure. I, I know nowadays you got to pick a pronoun, so just make sure that she does, <laughs> she does all that. <sighs> oh, yeah. I, 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 when does school, school starts down there next week? Yeah. Uh, her first day will be next Wednesday. So I guess everybody else, like, I, I, it kind of snuck up on me. My mom was talking about like going back to school. I was like, when's that start? And she's like, tomorrow. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, good luck. Well, as, as luck Bob talks, year. as Bob talks basketball, I'm going to be working on my, you know, game schedule for the year. And there, I mean, there's scrimmages I could next, next week. Yeah. Yeah. There are scrimmages next week. I'm, I'm looking at a couple now. There's one in, uh, the Texas area with like three or four Oklahoma offers going to be on the field. So I'm pretty excited about that. May go see DJ Lagway next week. That's a definite possibility. But guys, I could go see a high school football game tomorrow night. Uh, Cecilia Kana is playing a high school football game tomorrow in Utah. It starts that early. A real like football game? Uh, yeah, that 100% live. Yep, it counts. The, it, wow. it goes. Who are yep. they playing I, out there? Uh, they are playing Fremont. It's, it's, I mean, Utah, they've got to play in state because nobody else is, is ready or geared. I think the only school that probably could play is probably IMG. Did they, they have get, to, you know, they get, don't have to deal with did regulations. They, did they have to get some type of like UIL sanction to start practice earlier? Or are they just going up there one weekend? Who's that? What do you mean? Oh, are they, no, no, you're no. talking about no, Utah. No, you're, you're just Utah. Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm nobody's sorry. visiting. It's no. in the yeah, okay. nobody's coming in there. I it's thought you just, had a, a Texas Utah team schools. was going up there. Okay. No, I, I got gotcha. you. No. We're also sending you up to Utah to go to an Isaac Wilson game and sit in the parents' section. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I've heard the, the Wilsons have great – they're my friends now, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything derogatory. But Well, you, you hung out, we with, hung his out with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. You more than me, but we both hung out with him. He told me he's a swinger. He did not tell me that. <laughs> he did not tell me that, and that probably ruins Oklahoma's chances. With but that, no, Wilson. that could get you an invite into the parents section, I think. Just, you know, under the guise of just being a recruit, you know, a scout. Oh. And, you know, the moms will be... Oh, I have to go up there. I, I thought you meant I was just going to go up there and hang out. I was going to go under disguise as maybe a, Mo- a Mormon, like a... Uh, Brigham I don't Young. think you have to wear a disguise to be a Mormon. Well, not a disguise. I think they look like everybody else. A guy, I guess. Except for it all tells the me how much Eddie has evolved into his social media presence. That his first thought was like, "How is this the best social media bit?" When Eddie ten years ago would have been like, "Yep, bet there's some moms up there." Like it just—it's right. a different Eddie. It's a different school. That's right. Well, uh, fortunately for you, uh, Josh, I don't think Bob has any basketball to talk about because they. Didn't stream they it. Failed to stream any of the games. They went three and zero, and it sounded like the Spanish competition was a joke. Paris gave them a little bit of a pushback, but three and zero. We still wait for Joe Bamisil to get cleared with his waiver, and that's really about all we can tell at this point. Do you want me to talk box scores? I can pull up some box scores and totally talk that all day. They they probably about have a have month. box score. <laughs> no there one was, was no there to keep score. <laughs> Damn it. They should they should seriously just put out numbers, not even tell anybody. The Bama still thing, it's not a concern right now, though. No, right? it's They're, not. It's Again, they sent Sherfield in well before Joe, so they knew they'd get that ruling first. I would Has imagine. Has Bama still been playing in these? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he averaged yeah. nineteen in the first game is what 
somebody tweeted, so I don't know how true that is, but what what they've been putting is short. How do you recaps? average nineteen in one game? Uh, I have a, two games over two games. Uh, okay, you said the first game you averaged first 19. two games. Okay, they've been putting out short recaps with like the main guys, but they don't have like a full box score to where you could really okay. look at how all all ten did. All right, I think we're good. Sorry, Josh. Uh, sorry, Josh. No basketball talk for you. That was cool. I gotta gotta work on my own time now. Great, thanks. So uh, Eddie and I will uh, spend the rest of the afternoon uh, finishing off big things. Oh, I'm ready. Coming to I'm ready. Pause. The world. The world needs to see. We'll be finishing off some video stuff. I don't know if I wanted it to be thrown out there that we're finishing off big things. Well, I mean, it's respect to both of you if you think about it. That's true. Very very talented. Either way. uh all right but no uh soonerscoopstore.com uh this is kind of how it's going to work the eddie launch is going to happen in the next couple of weeks we're going to be fully restocked when we do it uh so we're kind of getting everything back in stock and then we'll launch and uh it's going to be a lot of fun so just keep checking our social media just look sooner scoop instagram twitter facebook uh youtube and uh, we're going to have all kinds of things leading up to the launch. Should be pretty cool. A lot of fun. A lot of stuff I, I can't wait for people to see from Eddie out in the world. So I think it's his best creation yet to date. Most produced by far. Paid for stuff for this. Absolutely. I'm excited. And then we'll debut uh, the uh, podcast, Kel Gundy and me. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing a podcast together as well. So. Very nice. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have a disclaimer at the start of the shows now. Like, in, can't believe anything Eddie says, and you can't sue us, no matter what he says. Uh, I thought that was already happening. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, anyway, thank you to Josh, uh, Eddie, Bob, uh, Carrie, myself. Uh, we're gonna be back again next week, uh, but not not two pods starting next week. It'll start soon, but not next week. Uh, and if anything major happens, hey, we've already proven we'll do an emergency pod at, at the drop of a hat. So. Uh, but we plan to be back next week. We don't know the media schedule exactly for next week, so that'll determine whether on Wednesday or Thursday. It's Thursday today, uh, but we'll be back again next week. Uh, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. We'll just flow with how practice schedule it works. It is expected that we have regular. Like, I know that I there's some will people get asking back, yeah. about it because Brent said we're not going to talk to him again for 10 days. I think he was just talking about himself. We're going to have... Yes. Yeah, we got to get Levy. We right. got to get Roof. And right. We got to get players. I don't know if we're going to have access to... Practice again. The, Since the, we got back to back. This yeah, week. the early oh. plan was we're once a week. We're supposed to have once a week, yeah. But and we got we two, two this week, yeah. so, so maybe cancel. Maybe we'll get three next week. They got nothing to hide. That's the number one thing. Yes, anymore. Uh, all right, that's going to do it. Uh, until next week, you've been listening to the Unofficial 40 Podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com.